Let me entertain you. Hello, welcome. Welcome to episode one of Let Me Entertain You, where I take you inside the minds of musical theatre. What better way to start a podcast about musical theatre than from the 2018 Helpman Awards? The Helpman Awards are a National Performing Arts Award created to recognise and celebrate the year that was in the Australian live performance industry. And they were named after Sir Robert Helpman, who was a significant figure in the Australian performing arts. I was at the Helpman Awards and was invited back to the official after party where I got to catch up with my friends and interview some of them for this podcast. We're kicking off episode one with a little bit of fun. This is part one of the Helpman Awards special podcast at the after party. My guests are Tom Sherrard and Michelle Barr from Priscilla Queen of the Desert, Erin Clare from American Idiot, Marnie McQueen from Dream Lover, the Bobby Darren musical, and Daniel Bell from Les Miserables. After party, and I have with me Tom Sherrard, Michelle Barr, and Erin Clare. And we're having a great old time. Now, Tom, you actually opened the, the Helpman's with yeah. Priscilla. Yeah. What was that like? It was actually very exciting. It was a really cool way to start the show, and it feels like it went over really well. I think the audience loved it. We did our big um, opening of Priscilla, Rainy Men, and we were on the set of our actual show tonight at the Capitol, so it was great. We had all the set and all the trappings and the costumes, and yeah, it felt like being at the Tonys. Yeah, it, oh yeah, well, that's exactly right. It is obviously the Australian version of the Tonys. I can honestly say I've seen Priscilla in the show. It is absolutely spectacular. To, to the fact that I was actually sitting second row from the front, and it is a mean show. You guys are doing so much. Mm, yeah, no, we do. We we have a lot of costume changes. I, we always say Tony Sheldon, I think he said that there's a bigger show going on backstage than on stage. Like, as soon as we're off, it's madness. We've got, I think David Harris has got the most, I think he's got like 18 costume changes alone, and plus... We play everything from a paintbrush to a bogan in Broken Hill. So, versatility, darling. And those that don't actually know, if you go and watch the Helpmans, you are in the front, you are wearing the army costume, and you jump up on your little spotlight on... Tough. He's tough. And also from Priscilla, I've got here Michelle. Hello. How are you? I'm, she's, she's so good. Um, Tom's in ensemble, and so your role... But I'm a, an assistant dance captain, so Xander Ellis is the dance captain, and myself, we kind of make sure the show stays in shape, and we go out and note the performers and just fix anything that tends to shift over, shift over an eight-show week and just keep it all in shape. Your experience, sorry? I've been in Fame and Legally Blonde and Heathers and We Will Rock You and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On 
Priscilla, you yeah. guys have just finished Sydney. Yeah. Um, you're going now to Adelaide, is that right? Yeah, so we have a little um, we have a little break after we close in Sydney and then we're going to go to Adelaide and then um, Brisbane and then that's the end of the tour for us. So we can wrap up in November. I mean, what is it actually, I, I don't know if I've topped on this before, but you opened up the Helpmans. Have you ever done that before? I've never performed in the Helpmans before, actually, no. So it was it was really exciting. You know, it's a room full of your, um, your peers and people in the industry. So it's a really nice feeling to be able to go out there and represent the show that you're in that, at that time. Yeah, and like you said, you're actually on the stage where Priscilla, the girl herself, the bus. Oh, yeah, so it's very familiar to us. In fact, I actually think for us it was probably easier than anybody else because we're, we're there eight shows a week, so we know. So we're, we're feeling good. And have you performed in Adelaide before? I have done the Cabaret Festival in Adelaide, but I've never done a musical there, so I'm excited to see if they're going to enjoy it. Michelle, what is your experience like with Priscilla? Um, Priscilla's a really fun show. It's a great show to be a part of. Um, the cast is awesome. Everyone has a great time, and it's just as camp backstage as it is on stage. So, Do you have a favourite costume? A favourite costume? Um, my favourite costume is probably the Silver Diva costumes. They're pretty cool. And the Green Cupcake costumes. Yeah. They're uncomfortable, but they look good. I love <laughs> Exactly. And, of course, I'm not forgetting here we've got Erin. Erin, you were also in Heather's with Michelle. Yeah. And I believe you've got an album coming out? Yeah. Uh, the album drops uh, this coming Sunday. So, yeah, it's under my artist name, Avery. And uh, you should download it off uh, iTunes, Spotify. It's going to be up on all the streaming websites. Is it musical theatre vein or is it something totally different? Absolutely not. It's really, really different. It's uh, I wrote it when I was on tour with American Idiot, but it's completely, it's kind of like electronic um, indie folk pop. And on that, you actually performed in Darwin and a lot of shows don't make it to Darwin. What was that like? Uh, it was a it was really different. It was unlike any musical theatre experience I've ever been to. The t- it's a very strange place, but it was incredible to be able to bring it and have it resonate with audiences up there. It was actually, it was incredible. It was a great experience. Well, thank you guys. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're going to run out and you're going to have some drinks and see people that you haven't seen for a while. I appreciate your time and we'll see you guys next on the show. Have a great time at the We're here with Marnie McQueen in Dream Lover. How are you going? Absolutely fantastic. Thank you, Elizabeth. You had a great time tonight? Yes, I was very proud of David Campbell for winning the Helpman for his role in Dream Lover. He was a phenomenal performer throughout both the Sydney and Melbourne seasons. He never missed a show, let alone a note. He, you know, during that entire time, he had so many other things going on in his life, you know, doing morning television and doing his Smooth FM radio program. Plus, he's got three young children. So... It was a pretty massive effort from him and he did it all with just such enthusiasm and such a beautiful spirit and on top of that he was just phenomenal in the show and he's such a great actor as well and so I really enjoyed my time on stage with him and I know that everyone in the whole company is just so proud of him for winning that award tonight. Oh, that's so sweet. I have to be kind about him because he's <laughs> holding my glug for ransom. Your glug! And you want a glug for? For Dream Lover and he, I couldn't make it and so David collected it for me, which was, yeah. and he made and a lovely speech. Yeah. A lovely speech. That's so sweet. He's still got it. Yeah. He's got it up with his, it's probably next to his helpman. Well, naturally, it would be. <laughs> because people don't actually know your career. You played his sister in Dream Lover. Yeah. So, yes, I mean, I don't know if there's going to be another Australian season or not, but um, in Act 2, yeah, I hope so too, but we'll see. In Act 2, it was revealed to Bobby Darren that the woman he thought was his sister was not actually his sister, she was actually his mother. Oh. So that was a very moving point in the show and I was very lucky to be a part of that and then sing the beautiful ballad more. Oh wow. 
Yeah. So did you know anything about the story of Bobby Darren? I mean, we know Splish Splash or obviously songs like that. Did you know anything about the actual history? Dream Lover was the only other song apart from Splish Splash, really, that I might have known. Beyond the Sea was a song that he sang, but I don't know. I don't think he wrote it. No, I didn't really know much about Bobby Darren at all. So it was lovely going through that process of learning all about this man's life. And he must have been a really beautiful man with a lovely spirit because that was infiltrated throughout the whole show. You know, he, he was just a really lovely, positive person and all of his good energy came through in the show. But, oh, my goodness, a lot of things happened to him in his lifetime. He only lived to 37, but those 37 years were chock-a-block with activity and drama. Have you ever done an auto kind of musical before? Um, I'm just trying to think. No. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, Priscilla is kind of autobiographical. Um, apparently, it's about the life of Cindy Pastel, the Sydney drag queen. Yeah. Stephen Elliott went to his house, knocked on his door to interview him about his life as as an iconic Sydney drag queen, and he answered the door holding his baby in his arms. And Stephen said... I, I have to go home and rewrite the script. Like, it changed everything. And so, wow. hence the story. Yeah. Wow. So, you're in the original production of Priscilla? Yes. Yeah. I played Marion Tick's ex-wife wow. who ran the casino. Yeah. But that was an amazing show to be a part of. I loved I loved telling an original Australian story mm. on stage for the first time. I loved being a part of that process. I did a, a workshop for Muriel's wedding as well. I wasn't in the production, but I really loved being a part of that workshop and helping to just, you know, pull all the ideas together just in a very small way and uh, hairspray I was in but that wasn't exactly autobiographical <laughs> moon shadow well it's funny you should say that because of all the helpman year I really think this was the one that really highlighted a lot of Australian work we had Muriel's Wedding Priscilla and Dream Lover I mean that is brilliant I mean I could be wrong because of my age limit but that was so good to see I thought as a punter sitting in the audience yeah oh it's terrific yeah, bring on more and of course you love Australian work because you have your own cabaret you have created this magnificent oh my god if you have not seen her show I'm going to literally plug it if you have not seen it because you have to bring tissues not to cry but to laugh it is the most phenomenal show you just can't sit still, she's amazing and so her name is uh, You might be talking about Rosa Waxofsky Celebrity <laughs> Bikini Waxer <laughs> How did that come from Russia, how did that come about? Uh, when I was studying at NIDA I met Barry Humphreys when we were in our third wow. year and at the time I was doing an exercise you know, the whole of third year had to do an exercise where they had to go and uh, observe somebody in their workplace and then come back and perform as that person. You observe someone having a bikini wax or your I had to legs? go to my bikini waxer <laughs> and like make up all these appointments, things I needed to get done so I could spend time there watching her at work <laughs> to pick up all of her mannerisms and everything and things that she said just for this <laughs> graduation exercise. Anyway, when I came back to perform it for the rest of the class, I really hadn't even thought that they, this material could be funny and mm. they were all laughing and then the teacher asked me to perform it at another event and then another event and then I invited Barry Humphreys after he'd come mm. to speak to the school and even though he was doing his own show here in Sydney, eight shows a week, he came to this presentation and then I asked him if I could go and study with him while he was doing his one-woman show on Broadway the following year and he said yes. Wow. And we just struck up a friendship and he's, I guess you could say he's been like a mentor to me over the years. He's um, suggested new characters for me and great lines and he invited me to do a brand new show at the Adelaide 
Adelaide Cabaret Festival a few years ago when he was the artistic director. So I feel indebted to him, not only for the opportunities that he's given me, but for leading the way in character, comedy and social satire. Yeah, yeah, there really is no one like him, isn't it? Well, Gary McDonald was a bit like him. Is it true? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What Sasha Baron Cohen did with his characters was just unbelievable. Unbelievable and so ballsy. But really, Barry had been there first. Barry Mm. had paved the way. Do you find that when you create um, cabarets or something like that, do you find that you are tended to go towards things that are more ballsy? Are you are you that kind of writer, that kind of ingenuity? Um, I just make up things. I, I create things around things that I see that are a bit unjust or things that need to be brought to people's attention. <laughs> so, yeah, I use comedy to make my own points about. Yeah, well, you got to laugh about bikini waxing, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just my end. You know, <laughs> there's no bikini waxing on stage. I just want to make sure that that's there. But you will get Marnie McQueen, that's for sure. And you know what? I really love that story about um, Barry Humphreys because you've now been given an opportunity to do something along the lines of that yourself. And because you actually own a hotel, my God, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so my husband Frank, the Italian stallion, he <laughs> wanted to buy a pub. So now we're up on the central coast in Wyong. We've got the Royal Hotel Wyong. We have been having an amazing time. I have to say, it's surprising all of my expectations and we have these wonderful locals who have been coming to the cabaret shows that I've been putting on once a month, our Saturday night spectacular. They've all sold out. We've had 11 of them now. We've got some incredible artists coming up. Um, we've had Bob Down. We've got Queenie van der Zandt coming up soon. We've had Trevor Ashley who got a standing ovation, brought the house down. <laughs> um, Elise McCann, Michael Snell who was phenomenal. Uh, Catherine Alcorn who was just... <laughs> She, she just had the audience in the palm of her hand. She mm. is a, just a born entertainer. Mm. And, yeah, it's just... It, it has been brilliant putting these nights on up there. And, and the, the audience, the local audience, are so grateful. Um, actually, I can vouch for that because I myself lived on the Central Coast and I the bus house where it exists was used to be the old hall and I had performed on that stage and so I know exactly where your hotel is and they would embrace it because that's exactly what they're looking for. Well, I think, yeah, they've got a theatre there now too so everybody in Wyong is is being spoiled (laughs) and it has accommodation yeah Yeah. upstairs yep so you can go up there and have a drink and go for the show if you want to get away from Sydney yes for the weekend yep come up to Wyong stay the night explore the central coast see a terrific cabaret show crawl upstairs afterwards (laughs) into your beautiful brand new comfy bed (laughs) Bob's your uncle Bob's your uncle so what's next what have you got going on oh just the pub just yep. the pub. So I've got two little kids. We live up there. We're very settled up there now. Um, I don't know. Who knows? Might do another show queen soon with Trevor. Which is coming up. It's called Strings. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah, we'll wait and see. Do you know what you're going to sing? Don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it will be, it will be absolutely amazing. Marnie McQueen, you are an absolute gem. And it's Rosa Waxowski. If you ever get a chance to see the cabaret, trust me, you have to go and see her. She is amazing. Marnie McQueen, in Dream Lover. Thank you so much for your time and have a great time tonight. Thank you, Elizabeth. Daniel Bell here. How are you enjoying the after party? Uh, it's 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 good. It has every every element that an after party needs. It has booze, <laughs> and it has more booze. There's some nibblies. There's some there's some uh, 
panko crumb prawns floating around as well, which is lovely. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever tried those. I had the chicken wings. Yeah, I'd say the prawns were where it was at. The, the problem with the chicken wings, and this is yeah. the amateur era, uh, <laughs> amateur approach. If you've been the to an after party, version. if you have a chicken wing at an after party, you're then stuck with a wing, and also you only have one hand to hold a glass of whatever you're drinking, and then you have to get rid of the bone. And what are you going to do? But you're absolutely right. But hang on, can I go back to the prawns? Is that the one that was in the bun? Because no, so there was two different ones. There was one okay. in a bun, and there was one that it was actually it was made out to look like a hot dog. So picture yeah, of prawn, picture of prawn that was rolled out straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a weird prawn hot dog. A, a, like a slider. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all that food. Yeah. <laughs> so the other thing, good thing about coming to an event like this is because you get to catch up with people you haven't seen for a while. And I haven't seen you for a while. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. been I can't even remember the last time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, isn't it? And it's like that with the industry, and that's the great thing about the Helpmans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's one of the what's the trick thing about coming to evenings like this is that you bump into you know the 800 people you've met throughout the course of your career. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. But it's always good fun. So. It is. It's amazing good fun. Um, have you ever performed on the Helpman stage? No. Oh, I did with uh, Les Mis back in 2000. And, oh, actually, no. We did 2014 and 15, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Done the show. And that before. was one more day, wasn't it? We did. What? Oh, God. Yeah, we did one day more the first. One more, sorry, one day more. Yeah. One day more the first year. And then the yeah. second year, we did like a snippet of like, I think Patrice did I Dreamed a Dream. And then we did the Barricades. And yeah. then Kerry sang On My Own. And then Song yeah. sang Bring It. That, yeah. that old chestnut. Were you nervous? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, you didn't go, oh, my God, it's the Helpmans. No, no, not in the least. <laughs> no, no disrespect to the Helpmans, but after you've... Uh, I mean, by that stage, we'd done, you know, a few hundred shows. Be it television or a live audience, it just doesn't matter. I wasn't... I didn't put extra makeup on just to go, oh, I'm going to be on telly. Yeah, Because so, no. uh, I would have. <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough. Mum on TV. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if my mum watched it, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> so what have you been up to? lately? I have been uh, touring with the Ten Tenors this year, so I've been to the US and New Zealand um, and that's taken up the bulk of my time really, for the for the most part. And I had, a, I had an individual concert by myself uh, with the Metropolitan Orchestra in early June, but it was me in a, a string uh, oh, wow. a, a string ensemble. Wow. And that was beautiful, it was good fun. And yeah. What so kind of songs did you sing? I sang, uh, all, you know, all the usual jazz you'd expect from a musical theatre tenor so, <laughs> uh, Bring Him Home, If I Loved You, Some Enchanted Evening, um, oh, God, I can't remember now. And, and some classical stuff like Nessa Dorma and uh, yeah. um, Federic as Lament from La Luciana. Uh, yeah, all beautiful music, which I really enjoyed singing. So one of those has to be your favourite. Do you have one? Um, that's a bit oh, it's a bit tricky. I mean, that's the beauty of being able to pick more than one is that you don't have to pick just a favourite. But uh, If I Loved You melodically is one of my favourite songs just because mm. it's 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 almost perfect, just the way it's written. If I was going to pick one out of that lot, maybe that. And I heard you got some news coming up. Yeah, so I'm, I'm off to do Play Miz again in uh, New Zealand and that will open in September and it's about three or four week run and, yeah, I'll be playing Valjean there. And oh, be, that's fantastic. Have you been to New Zealand? Yes, yes, been, been there plenty. Oh, really? So, yeah, but this will be in Christchurch, so... Yeah. Yeah, uh, and last time I was in Christchurch, it was a small earthquake. Oh. But, really? Yeah, the locals assured me that that was, you know, it's like it's like when they, um, they're they doing burn-offs in Sydney and the tourists are there and they go, oh, is that a bushfire? You go, no, they're burning off. <laughs> There's that version of an earthquake in Christchurch where they'd go, that's not an earthquake, it's just a, that's a little sort of, that's a little shake. <laughs> <laughs> they just, didn't say it's for you because you're making our ground shake. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't quite that. <laughs> I was in bed and it felt like 
someone had run in the room and just <laughs> gently rocked my bed. <laughs> they might have. Yeah, it could have been that too. Yeah. I've stayed in some really bad hotels, I can tell you. I still think I can beat you in that. <laughs> I, stayed in my, I stayed in a hotel in Germany once that um, I opened up the bathroom and no joke, the bathroom looked exactly like the bathrooms you have in uh, airplanes. Really? You know, with the curved bottoms on them and, yeah. and, and the same material on the floor and everything. Yeah. I was like, this is bizarre. And then during the night, I, it, was a, it was a double bed, but I rolled over um, to the other side and as I rolled over, I slipped straight through the middle of the bed because it was two single beds put together with a double sheet. So, yeah. Tell me worse. I, the, I don't know, but I was in a hotel in Germany and I swear to God, it was like The Shining. It was just... And even when... They even had an elevator, but there was actually no doors. So when you actually went up, you actually saw the concrete floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like... And then the hallway. So, yeah, I hear you. You're right, right. Yeah, I yeah, hear you. yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely an earthquake there, I'm sure. <laughs> the joys of touring. <laughs> yeah. So are you really, really excited for Les Mis? I mean, you're going to put everything back on again. Is it is it nice to return? Um, I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. It, it's, I think it's been a long enough time now since... So the last show I did would have been the end of 2016. So it's probably been a long enough time now sort of to, you know, uh, move on from it and do other things. But, yeah, I think I'm I'm looking forward to jumping into the role because I was, you know, I was understudying Simon Gleeson when we were doing the Australian production. So it's, it'll be interesting to approach it just off my own bat yeah. from my own perspective. Uh, but I definitely learned a hell of a lot from him and a hell of a lot from doing the Australian production of it. So. Yeah. That's actually really cool, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the... Uh, it's, I think it's the beauty of coming back to a show that you've done before, is that just trying to find new stuff in it and mm. new challenges for yourself. I guess also that's going to be really interesting because when you do a show for a long time, how do you stay present? Um, I think it's almost a case of not overthinking it. Mm. <laughs> um, I remember a, a drama teacher I had uh, back in university said, just try and try and find something every show just to give yourself a bit of a, a challenge. And I think it's when you start to sort of phone out of what you're doing, that's when it becomes very problematic, especially for the rest of the cast. But yeah, just finding something that will, something to focus on and something to, it doesn't have to be the whole show. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I'll make this the most amazing show I've ever done. It's like just just small things. Do you have any rituals before stage, um, pre-show, after show? No, no. I, I, I used to have a weird ri- ritual on Les Mis. If, I was, if Simon was ever off and I was on for him, I used to have, like, because I was carrying quite a few injuries during the show, I used to have, even once the injuries had healed, I used to still put Danga Rub on because I enjoyed the smell of it. <laughs> it was comforting. Yeah, but the, I even stopped doing that after a while. So, no, no, no hardcore rituals. I'd usually just try and... Uh, I bet you the, uh, the rest of the cast must have been pleased. Ah, it's Dankerub. Dankerub's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> if they had a if they had a men's fragrance that was Dankerub, I would I would use they it. They do. Yeah. Sport. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but no no hardcore rituals like that. I, for the most part, just try and make sure I'm pretty calm and just if I'm calm enough, it keeps me focused. And yeah. I mean, this was pretty exciting. You started AIM. You studied. Did you ever think you'd get to this point in your life where you're actually travelling? You're in a show that you love. You're now headlight. You know, in a role. Yeah, I. I I suppose that's always the it's always the goal is that you know you want to be you want to be working and doing your thing the nature of it the nature of it is very different the reality of the work is very different and i think that is that's something that everyone comes to terms to once of once you enter into the the business is that you know it's different from it's different on the audience side of the equation than it is on the on the stage 
but yeah, that's not that's not to denigrate it. It's still it's still brilliant, and I feel really fortunate to not only to have been able to do any of it, but to have had a diverse career as I've had so far. Just you know, I've been to uh, more countries than I ever would have if I hadn't have done this as a career and done all sorts of different shows, met brilliant people. You know, it's yeah, it's been yeah. I've, I consider myself very lucky. Yeah. Have a favourite country? Austria, actually, was my favourite. Spent a couple of days there, and it was like everywhere you looked, it was like a postcard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And thought the people were lovely and friendly, and it's got that old school Bavarian German feel to it. And they obviously didn't get completely level during World War Two, so um, so all the architecture is still beautiful and old. Um, yeah. Break out and do any sound of music songs? I was tempted, but no, nah, <laughs> I managed to. Yeah. No bike riding. No, nah, kept it at bay. That's fine. <laughs> no jumping stairs, putting. Your hands up, hitting that high note like I, Julie Andrews I, I does. Pick some Edelweiss. There you go. Because <laughs> well, you're actually in My Fair Lady. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was in that uh, the end of last year, mm. um, and joined the company um, in the last last eight weeks of the Sydney season that they mm. had. And that was, of course, directed by Julie Andrews. Yeah, which uh, and I never. Yeah, it is Andrews. <laughs> it's not Anthony. <laughs> Anthony's the one that does the St George Bank ads and sings an Australian national anthem. And she's great. Uh, yeah, Where yeah, she's she? great. Yeah, <laughs> she's in. Um, no, I never got to. Uh, meet Julie Andrews, but by all accounts, beautiful lady. Everyone spoke so highly of her. So, mm. yeah. And are you in um, another show supporting mental health? Yeah, so I'm doing a show with Robert McDougall and Kerry Ann Greenland, who uh, I, I did Lay Miz with, and uh, we're doing a show called Epiphanies, which is raising money for um, mental health research through the Rotary Club, and they've got a branch called Rotary Health, so that's to put money into understanding why people in performing arts are much more likely to suffer from mental health issues. So that's a that's an issue really uh, near and dear to our hearts. You know, luckily we've got uh, Trevor Ashley's going to come and do some stuff for us, uh, Naomi Livingston and Patrice Tapoki, and, you know, all ex-Les uh, Mis alumni. So. Oh, that's fantastic. That's October the 27th, Dave. Yeah, yeah. And where's that at? At the Seymour Centre. Seymour yep. Centre. Yep, at the York Theatre. And so. you've got another one coming up. I think you're playing on strings, is that right, with Show Queen? Yeah. Um, which would, yeah, which would be great fun. I don't know what I'm going to sing yet. So, but from what I've heard, the the, the lineup's exquisite. So, yes. Well, Daniel Bell for Les Mis, thank you very much for your time. And go and have a glass. Let's go and have a glass of wine. Absolutely. Or, wine or is it scotch? Well, let's go have a long prawn. <laughs> Let's go have a slider. And then a scotch. Okay, sounds good. I hope you enjoyed yourself. We kicked off episode one with a little bit of fun. This was part one of the Helpman Awards special podcast at the after party. I would like to thank my guests, Tom Sherrard, Michelle Barr, Erin Clare, Marnie McQueen and Daniel Bell. Check out our social media pages to find out more about their careers and the latest news. This has been Let Me Entertain You, inside the minds of musical theatre. Thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe and tell your friends. But most importantly, go and see a show.